0: friends when life gets really difficult don't jump to the conclusion that God isn't on the job that's interesting it's an echo in it Rico pull that out instead be glad that you are in the very thick of what Christ experienced this is a spiritual refining process with glory just around the corner sounds like we're close and Joshua 6 says this, 6 and 20. So the people shouted when the priest blew the trumpets. And it happened when the people heard the sound of the trumpet. And the people shouted with a great shout. That the wall fell down flat. Then the people went up into the city, every man straight before him. And they took the city. And they utterly destroyed all that was in the city, both man and woman, young and old, ox and sheep and donkey with the edge of the sword. Then the people went up into the city, every man straight before him. Still hearing that echo. And they took the city. I want to share with you for a little bit from the topic, after we shout. After we shout. We focus so much on the shout. And we get so excited when the opportunity comes to shout. Because we've heard this sermon so many times, we've heard it shared in so many different ways, and Arenas, how many of y'all heard this, this, this scripture taught before you? We, we've, we've heard it many times, and we, we get so excited about getting to the shout. That seems to be the, 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 the highlight, the, the, the climax of this scripture. My God, I can't wait to shout. But have you ever taken the time to consider what happened? After, they shouted. What had to be done? Let's back up for just a moment. And let's recognize a few things about this place called Jericho. This is immediately after the children of Israel have come across the Jordan by way of a miracle. The priests putting their feet into the water and the water is just rolling back and them walking across on dry ground. And, 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 and get on the other side and, and while the, the congregation of Israel are excited and jubilant and celebrating, Joshua is off by himself and he's met by what they call a Christophany, a manifestation of Christ in the earth. Prior to New Testament birth through the Virgin Mary. And he's given a mandate to go and conquer Jericho. Now, I want to stop and say that Jericho is not the goal. Jericho is not what they're after. It was on the way to the goal. Okay? So, you got to know the difference, first of all, before we get started, between the goal and what's on the way to the goal. Because if you can't tell the difference, you'll get stuff working in something that's not what God called you to possess. It is simply a step in the process. Touch your neighbor and say, don't get stuck on a step. Because what will happen is if you get stuck on a step, you'll stop there and you won't hear God for the next command. It's a step in the process. It's a step on the way. The the issue with Jericho and the the divine will of God, Apostle Taylor, is that it blocked two important entrances to their destination. It it was it was block. It was a guarded blockade of their destination. It was essentially in the way. So Jericho had to be dealt with for three very important reasons. And I just stated the first one. Number one, it was in the way. It had to be dealt with because it was in the way. Number two, it had to be dealt with because it was first. And number three, it had to be dealt with because if they did not deal with Jericho now, they would have left a well-armed enemy at their backs. I I just want to say you got to be careful about the things that you don't confront. Because there's some things that you choose to leave alone because of their seeming difficulties that if if you don't deal with it now, it can come back and get you later. Somebody, somebody should have clapped their hand or something on that. Because I know out of all of us in this room, somebody has allowed something to fester and you've let something stay behind that you should have dealt with. And later on, it came and messed up with your present. So it had to be dealt with because, number one, it was in the way. Number two, it was first. It was going to be their first conquest after coming across the waters. And it was going to be the first conquest under the leadership of this man of God. And if they didn't deal with it, it could come back and get them later. So God gives them a mandate. Somebody say God gives them a mandate. To go and to conquer this place called Jericho. But there is an obstacle to what God told them to do. Has anybody ever listened to God and run into a wall? There's an obstacle. There's a problem, Elder Darian. Verse 1 in Joshua 6 Gives us the problem. Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none, what? Came in. So here's our problem. Jericho is locked down. How are we going to conquer this place when we can't even get into it? Nobody's leaving and nobody's coming. This means if you went on vacation before Israel got out there, you couldn't get back. And if you went into Jericho to do business, you couldn't get out. They locked everything up. And and Jericho's walls were so wide and so tall. They were amazing, even though it was probably not much more than a mile around the city. The walls were almost impenetrable. They were intimidating. They were so wide that they said two chariots could pass by side by side and the wheels not even touch. Some people, Rahab, lived up on the wall. That's how broad this thing was. Can you imagine God sending you to conquer something like that? God, how in the world are we going to conquer that? How are we going to do this? You see, the fact that this wall is so immense, it makes taking the city that much more difficult. Don't you just love it when God gives you hard stuff to do? Don't you just love it when you when God gives you something to do and you look at it and you say, "Now God, how in the world are you going to use somebody like me to do something like this? You don't have to raise your hand. I know you said it in your lifetime. God, this is intimidating. God, this is more than I can handle. This is too difficult. But I want to tell you something. Whenever God leads you to something that is bigger than you, that is beyond your capability, you need to begin to shout because God has a plan. God always has a plan. I'm going to tell you something. Wherever God leads you, he's got a plan for helping you to get that thing done. Somebody clap your hands in this place. Whatever dream God has given you, whatever vision God has given you, God already has a plan before he sends you. Here is the plan and in my mind, it makes no sense at all. Let's pretend we've never heard this story before. We don't know the outcome and let's just pretend that we're standing in front of the wall ourselves. Real Life Christian Fellowship Church and all of our friends, thank you friends for coming today, and all of our friends are standing outside the wall and I'm standing there with the elders and I come to everybody and say everybody guess what we're going to do, we're going to march around the wall right. step one, march around the walls of Jericho, once, every day, for six days that's the first thing we're going to do the second thing we're going to do is be quiet doing it right. now hold on to your seats Because keeping quiet, (laughs) it keeps down disruptive language. Disruptive language. Some of us would have been there long ago if we have kept quiet. We keep decreeing what we see. We keep decreeing what we think. We keep decreeing what we feel instead of just keeping our mouths shut. You better hush before you say the wrong thing. Sometimes our mouths are our enemy. So keep quiet. Hush. Don't say anything. Hush, little baby. Don't say a word. Sometimes you got to ask the people around you to shh. Don't be scared. Don't be scared to say shh. Because you're speaking down to what God spoke to me. And I can't, I can't be in faith and listen to you. You're telling me about what went wrong when you tried to go around the wall. This is a whole new experience. This is something altogether different. And please, whatsoever you do, don't complain while we're walking, because it will mess my spirit up. I was happy to walk until I started walking next to you. I'm just going to drop back a little bit and let you go. I'm going to walk slower and let you walk. I'm going to let you get away from me. Because if I keep walking with you, I'm going to want to quit. How many of y'all ever walked with somebody that made you want to quit? Running their mouths and don't know what to say. If you don't know what to say, what do you say? Nothing at all. So he says, keep quiet. And exercise in quiet. Yes. All I need you to do for six days is just barge. You can think it, but don't say it. Because, see, if you think it, it's dangerous enough to think it, but if you say it, you put it out into the atmosphere. And as my grandmother, Doris Johnson, a baker, used to say to me all the time, son, you don't always have to say what you're thinking. On the seventh day. Somebody say seventh day. day. He says do everything you did for those six days exactly the Ah, way you did it. With one adjustment, do it seven times. So on the seventh day, I want you to do everything you did for the first six. Except this day, instead of going home after the first lap, you're going to do Seven laps on the seventh day. Seven laps on the seventh day. Now, David Howard Jr. from the New American Commentary says that seven is the number, watch this, of totality, completion, and perfection in the Scriptures. So so when you, so when you get to that seventh trip on the seventh day, it's going to be complete. The thing is, you don't know what's going to complete yet. (laughs) Watch, 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 watch. So the next command is shout when you receive the command. Don't say anything until you get a word. You will only be released to speak. When you're given a word, watch this now. Warriors in battle shouted for two reasons. Touch your neighbor and say two, just two. Y'all hang in there now, hang in there. Just teaching part of the sermon. Two reasons they shouted, only two. Somebody say, what are they, pastor? What are they? Reason number one, to lift their morale. A good shout. Some of y'all need to try shouting. We've been mumbling, we've been murmuring, we've been complaining, but we hadn't released a good shout in a long time. Number two, number two, to intimidate the enemy. So the two reasons that they would shout... Before they would go in the war, the warriors would be uh, walking around and and they would be in their places. And if you've ever seen those old movies where they have these guys, the warriors that fought with swords, they would always yell as they approached the enemy. And those were the two reasons that they would do so. Number one, to build their own morale. And number two, to intimidate the enemy. Now, David Howard is back again and he says this. A wordplay is apparently at work in the use of to raise a shout. It is commonly used in the Old Testament to designate a war cry or shout of alarm. However, it is also commonly found as a part of the vocabulary of praise. In the psalm, and similar context can be translated to raise a glad cry. Yeah, raise a glad cry. So it can be to raise a shout or to raise a, gra- a glad cry. Both meanings of the term would be appropriate in the context of the circling of Jericho. By raising such a shout, the people would at the same time have been sounding a war cry which would frighten the inhabitants of Jericho and also praising God for the victory that he was giving them. So it was a twofold shout. It was number one, to intimidate their enemies, number two, to thank God in advance for the victory that they were about to gain. Some of us need to shout. Shout in this building we have been so intimidated by what we're facing until we don't know what to do and then when we get a word on it we sit quietly because we're struggling to believe whether or not God is going to manifest himself in the way that he promised but some of us need to learn how to give God what we call a credit praise and at the same time you are intimidating your enemy The more you shout, the better you feel. You didn't hear what I said. I said the more you shout, the better you feel. The better you feel, the more you shout. You need to have confidence in God. When you get that word, some of you have received your command this year. You've already heard your words. You've already heard your promise spoken. You've already heard that thing that resonated in your spirit, man. And you chose to sit quiet because you're too afraid to get your hopes up. But unless you release your noise, your enemy will not be afraid and you will not be encouraged. Somebody tap your neighbor and say, I need to shout right now. I need to... I need to let something loose right now. I need to let something go right now. I need you to say with me, I ain't scared to shout. I trust God enough. I believe enough. He's been good to me. I've seen him do too many things for me to sit quietly now. Somebody say, get ready. I'm about to shout. You better get ready. You better prepare yourself. I'm about to release a sound in the earth. Turn me up, Rico. I'm about to release a sound in the earth. I'm about to let something go. That says, I believe, girl. Can you imagine being in Jericho? You're already scared. You didn't know how afraid your enemy was of you. Already locked up, Benny. Because you're outside. Can you imagine what it's like to be in Jericho Apostle and these jokers walking around quiet? Be very, very quiet. Because, listen, if you keep quiet, your enemy don't know what you're thinking. Because they might have been at the wall, Ethel, with the ear to the wall. And if they heard any sounds of doubt, it would have built them up. But because they heard nothing, it just messed their head up. Ain't it something when you know somebody is hot with you and they're quiet? You're You're trying to get information from them, but they won't say nothing. It'll mess you up. They were thinking all kind of things inside that wall. And then all of a sudden, after seven days on the seventh lap, all of a sudden, woo! Can you imagine what's going on in the mind of their enemy? Yeah. Mm. They lost it in there. Yes, See, before the wall, listen, before the wall even fell, the enemy was already beat. Yeah. That's right. Right. Amen. Amen. God says, I'm going to fix it to where when the wall falls, you're going to go in and take the city. Yeah. That's already been promised. Yeah. So the enemy is all- <clears throat> They're already intimidated. Let's, 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 let's go on. So the results, the results, the results are the wall falls. Uh-huh. It's what God promised, right? Uh-huh. The wall would fall. He said you go around six, one time, six days, every day, go home. Seventh day, go around seven times. And on the seventh time, the priests are going to blow the trumpets, the shofar, they're going to blow the trumpet. Bye-bye. And then, and then, <laughs> then only that, don't, don't blow at the trumpets. When Joshua says the words, shout then you shout, and the walls are going to fall down. And they shouted, and by God, the walls fell down. You know why the wall fell? The wall fell to prove that obedience to the precepts and the principles and the command of God works. That if you do what God say, you see the manifestation of promises and miracles. All you got to do is be obedient. All you got to do is do something in the natural that sometimes make no good God earthly sense. And God will manifest a miracle because you did a simple thing in the physical. Some of us are looking for some spiritual instruction when we hadn't even been obedient to the stuff that we could do in the flesh. Why are you waiting on God to speak to you about something in the spirit when we can't get the stuff we're supposed to do in the flesh right? God says speak to your enemy and we won't speak. Yet we want to download in the heavens. We want a revelation from heaven, and we can't even be nice to people. He says, sow a seed. Ain't much spiritual. Just sow it. We won't do that. There's a manifestation of the power of God in the carrying out of his command. And you will see miracles and promises produced. It's to teach us something, y'all. Maybe we're not seeing miracles because we didn't do something. Maybe something didn't make sense to us, so we didn't do it. So if you don't do it, you won't see walls fall. The only reason they saw a wall fall is because they were obedient to the will of God. It proves God's will is the best. So the wall falls. Hmm. Then. Here's the part I couldn't wait to get to. There's conflict. I'm going to leave that right there. Wall falls. And you mean to tell me they don't just lay down? And let us just walk in there and take that stuff? You mean to tell me they don't just let us kill them? You mean to tell me that they're going to fight back? Oh, the unmitigated gall! God said, this is mine. You're supposed to just give it up. But that's what we think. We say, shout, the walls have fallen, and God has given you the city. And then conflict. Then because there's conflict, we think maybe he's not going to give it to me. Oh, God. Who am I preaching to? Because it got hard, because it wasn't easy, because he didn't just put it in our lap, because it took some struggle, because it took some work, because it took some sweat. Maybe God's not in this. Maybe I misunderstood. Maybe I shouldn't have listened to that preacher when he told me to shout. But maybe conflict is natural. Maybe conflict is a signal that you're on the brink of the biggest breakthrough of your life. Got to get a church. Where, where y'all at? Maybe conflict says that you're closer than you've ever been. Ever. <sighs> Can we talk about some words for a minute? The word breakthrough. Everybody loves the word breakthrough. We're going to break through. Oh, we're going to have a breakthrough. Pastor said there's going to be a breakthrough. But let's take a minute to examine the word breakthrough. Breakthrough means you are going to have to break through something in order to get to the other side. I'm more than a conqueror. Well, in order to be a conqueror, you have to conquer something. I'm an overcomer. Well, if you ain't come over, you can't be an overcomer. Struggle, conflict is built into this thing. It's always going to be that resistance. I'm trying to help somebody who's feeling some pushback. I'm trying to help somebody who has a divine destiny given them by God. And you're expanding. And you've done everything that God said. And you saw walls fall. And when you stepped inside that rubble, you got pushback. And now you think you messed something up. I'm telling you, you're right where you need to be. But we, we just want the enemy to just lie down and just say, Here's your joy. Oh, well, the walls have fallen. Here's your peace. Oh, well, the walls have fallen. Here's your marriage back. Oh, well, the walls have fallen. Here's, here's your money. And he can say, You have to take this. You think I'm going to give up my stuff just like that? You think you're just going to walk in here and just talk me out of it? You think you're going to quote two or three scriptures and just come off up in here and get this? No, you're going to have to put some effort behind this here, baby. See, God put the wall down, so now we want him to do it all. The wall's down. God said, I did that. Now you. I did the hard part. I got, I got you the way you didn't think you could be. Because when you first started walking, you really doubted it. And the only reason you didn't talk yourself out of it, because I told you to be quiet. The only reason you didn't talk yourself out of marching for seven days is because I told you to hush. Some of us march just hoping it'll happen. Not real faith, just hoping that maybe maybe it'll happen. Maybe God will do it if I do it. say And then God, because you did what God said and you were faithful to it and you were obedient and carrying out the act, God manifested the way he promised. And you didn't really believe that much that he was going to do it, but you believed enough to be obedient. See, that ain't the kind of stuff we'll confess to. We won't cop to that. After the wall falls, we'll be bragging. I knew the wall was going to fall, child. See, I trust God. I believe God. I know God. I know what God can do. Because the God I serve hush all that noise. Every step of the way, you're saying, please fall. Please fall. Please fall. Can I get those people to stand up and be real in here? Please fall. (laughs) See, you, you... you can't let somebody who's telling lies convince you that just because you're struggling as you step, that God won't be faithful to His promise. Yeah. 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 He just needs you to be faithful enough to do it. Whoa! Boom. Dad, the the walls are down. We all looking at each other. Seaboat, the walls are down. Chris, the walls are down. EJ, the walls are down. Apostle, the walls are down. And somebody said, let's go get it. And so we stepped across the rubbish. And when we came across the rubbish, we're excited, right, Sam? We hyped as we could be. We running in there, boy. We like, I'm going to go get my stuff. I'm going to get my stuff. I'm going to get my stuff. I'm going to get my stuff. Whoa, I'm going to get my stuff. I'm going to get my stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to get my stuff. And then all of a sudden, after church is over... the church is over and there are no members around us and there's no pastor to prime us up and there's nobody to excite us. All of a sudden when we get home conflict when the smoke clears we arm to the teeth and we look across the way uh, 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 brother, brother Pound and we see somebody else arm to the teeth I didn't expect that I shouldn't have got excited see that what I did I didn't did it again let myself get excited because of a sermon let myself get excited because of a sermon that man up there Pastor Taylor getting on my nerves always getting me excited and then I get excited and I go home and I gotta meet this stuff I got to get excited and go home to a bill. I got to get excited and go home to a doctor's report. I got to go get excited and go home to a child that won't act right. I got to go. Uh, uh, <laughs> I thought it was all going to be better. I thought it was all you said. It was going to get better, Pastor. You said? It. Yeah. But on the way to better. Conflict. Oh, God. God knocked the wall down by a miracle. And if we don't be careful, we'll become miracle addicts. And we'll just be existing until the next miracle. Not knowing that the next miracle may not be done for us, it may be done through us. He knocked the wall down by a miracle, but he would empower them to conquer Jericho by their effort. See, when we say miracle debt dissolution, we don't necessarily mean that your debt's going to disappear. When I, if I get up here and I decree debt's going to be dissolved, it may mean you're going to pay it off. It may mean that over time, you're going to budget your money. You're going to handle your stuff right. You're going to call the people and tell them that I'm going to give you 20 on 40. And you're going to pay it off yourself. And at the end of the day, by God, that's a miracle. But somebody's hoping, they're calling, hoping when I call, they say, I have a zero balance. And you call, and it's the same thing it was yesterday. And you don't want to believe God. Somebody shout conflict. Your marriage is going to improve. You go home thinking it's all going to be better today. maybe you need to be nicer maybe maybe you need to be less critical don't nobody get mad at pastor maybe you need to fix some stuff maybe God want to show you some things you need to do instead of you getting a, manifest, a, a, a a revelation of what they need to do Oh, talk holy ghost yeah maybe the job ain't that bad maybe it's our attitude Maybe maybe if we get a better attitude the job will be a better place to work. Yeah. Yeah. Where where do we fit in? Wanting God to just put everything God said, no, I'm going to include you in this. And along the way, there will be some conflict. There will be resistance. Somebody say resistance. 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 See, look at at Joshua 6 and 20. Look at Joshua 6 and 20, what it says. So, so, So then the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. They took it. It didn't say the people gave them the city. They had to take the city. But what they had to remember is that God empowered them. To take the city. He knocked the wall down by his power. But then he put the power in them to take it. So he might get you in school by a miracle. Have mercy. But you're going to have to study. Your A's are not going to come by a miracle. You better crack them books. Amen. Anybody who knows what I'm talking about better shout in here. Might have took a miracle to get you, a miracle in a prayer to get you out of high school. But when you go to college, you better go to work. I'm going to tell you the stone cold truth. I, I went from 10th to 11th grade by nothing but the grace of God. That the day I knew God was real. That was the day when I got that report card and I saw I was going to 11th grade. That was the day I knew God was real. Because I didn't do that bit of work in the 10th grade. I just knew I was repeating. Skip class. My day ended at fourth period. Fourth period, I was done. For What's your next class? I ain't got no class. You're on work study? I'm on my own work study. I made my own. After four period, I was done. Crystals, Daffin Park, somewhere. I was I was everywhere but school. And I, I just knew I was going to have to explain to my mama why I got left back. I just knew that I was gonna, they gave me a social promotion. They shouldn't have done it, but they did it. But I guarantee you when I made it to the 11th grade, I said, I ain't going to mess around like that no more. God got me here by a miracle, but I'm going to put my head in the books this time. And everybody else who knows what Pastor Taylor is talking about, say Amen. I just told the whole world I messed around in 10th grade. They probably said, me too. During conflict, we must do some things. Number one, we must be strong emotionally. Whatever you do, don't let your emotions get the best of you. Our emotions are absolutely insane. they will have us doing, saying, and thinking stuff that makes no sense. Those emotions just cannot be trusted because they are based too much in circumstances. If you're walking around saying, I'm feeling, you're starting off bad already. What did the Lord say? Amen. Sometimes we say, I feel the presence of God. I want you to know that God is there even when you don't feel it. Amen. Amen. You might not feel a thing. Amen. And God's standing right next to you. Yes. We're we too feelings driven. Right. Well, I feel like you were trying. Anyway, moving on. So you must, we must be strong mentally have to be strong here, have to be strong enough to slow stuff down and think a minute. Would God bring me this far? Thank you, Mother Trappio. Hasn't God done it before? Thank you, Mother (laughs) Trappio. Tag team preaching at its best today. I mean, think. Stop and think. Somebody tap your neighbor and say, stop and think. Stop and think. Stop and think. What did you learn in Bible study? What did you just read this morning in your devotion? Stop. Think. Use this. Don't let the enemy play up here. Don't let him play up here. He start playing up here. Shut the, play, shut the playground down. I mean, shut the playground down. I'm talking about tie up the swings, put something on the sliding board. I'm talking about shut it down. Take the sand out the sandbox. Shut it down. Somebody say shut it down. There'll be no sliding in the day. No, the pool is closed. No, there ain't going to be nothing going on up in here today except what God says. You will not use my head as a playground. I am not going to die. I shall live to declare the works of the Lord. I will not be homeless. God is going to provide my needs according to his riches and glory. And I am not crazy. I am completely sane. I have a sound mind. I ain't going to let you talk me out of it. Telling me I might as well just, 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 just succumb to the fact that this is the reality. It's your reality. It's not mine. I'm sorry, I'm sorry y'all, but I'm sorry, I'm sorry But everybody else's reality doesn't have to be yours Just because they're in a recession doesn't mean that you have to be in a recession Just because they were depressed when it happened to them Don't mean you have to be depressed when it happens to you I need somebody to shout in here Just because they say you don't have a chance to make it You don't have a chance Do you know how many people kept on living after they said somebody said they were going to die Do you know how many people stayed here They outlived some of the folk that said they were going to die it's all in how you react to it. Some people get told that something bad happened and they react totally different. Why aren't you crying? Why are you so calm? Like they're trying to talk you into losing it. You're too calm. I am. It's being calm. So you think I'm supposed to fall on the floor and roll and have a tantrum? Oh, yeah. And when I get through rolling, everything's still the same? Yeah. Almost keep my mind so I can pray. Yeah. 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 So I can find scripture. I've heard people say, I was so messed up. I was so frazzled that I couldn't even pray. I couldn't even read the scripture. Calm down. People have gotten upset with me. They got upset with me because they told me something tragic and I didn't, I didn't, you know, I just stayed calm. I just was looking at them. And I was just sitting there looking, and they were looking at me like, you should be responding differently. I'm crying, you should be crying. And I'm like, if we both cry, we ain't gonna be able to understand one another. (laughs) Somebody gotta speak English. Somebody's got to speak English. One of us has got to make some sense. Yeah, you don't have no emotions. I do. But I choose not to let them take me places. Cause I, Can I say something? I'm going to say this and I'm going to be done with it. I promise you I'm going to leave it alone. Emotions will take you someplace and drop you off. And you have to thumb a ride home. Emotions will cause us to make decisions and then back up off us and say, what you going to do now? Fine mess you got in. Ain't it somehow emotions leave you when you realize where you are? Then quit the job. And then emotions walk right off. It is. It is. Emotions will make you mad. You cuss the man, tell him what you ain't gonna do, and they have to drag you out the place because you're trying to beat him, and while you get in your car, emotions will walk off and say, see there? Now what you gonna do? You won't have no job. How am I gonna now how you gonna go home and tell your husband or your wife you lost your job because you cussed the boss out? I got to hurry. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> Forgive me. Forgive me, but it's, I think, so true. You have to be strong emotionally, mentally, because if you can think good, you can override your emotions. And then you have to be strong spiritually. Being strong spiritually helps you think, which helps you. If you're not strong spiritually, then it's going to be real hard to be strong in other areas. Because you have to have a spiritual base. You have to have somebody bigger than you on your side that you can put your confidence in. That you can put your trust in. And then the last thing is, you can't be surprised. You can't be surprised every time there's conflict. The enemy operates with the, if somebody can surprise you, they can beat you. But if you're expecting them, (laughs) if you know there's the potential that they could show up, that's why, that's why we read that scripture. It says, do not be surprised when the fiery trials come to try you. Don't be surprised when hell breaks loose. Don't be surprised when the devil is the devil. Amen. Don't be surprised when mean people are mean. Don't be surprised when people who can't be dependent on are, are not dependable. Amen. You can't be surprised. You, you got to know because here's the thing. You ready for this? Because there will be no conquering without conflict. There will be no conquering without conflict. It's just not going to happen. And we get so messed up because it's not easy. And we looked at people who have overcome and we think it was easy for them. Sit down and talk to them. Sit down and look at people who've dealt with the debt in their life and ask them if it was easy. And when other people were taking trips, they stayed home. When everybody else was ordering captain's platters, they ordered a club sandwich. They were ordering sweet tea, and they were getting water with lemon and packets of Splendor. Y'all, I thought y'all wanted to have some church. They're buying steak and filet mignon and all kind of thing. Crab king crab lake, super king crab lake, Maryland crab cakes. And we were taking legs of crab and putting it with some bread and trying to make something happen. I didn't even have real salmon until I got grown. All my salmon came out of a can. They mixed it with some flour and called it croquettes. Y'all, let's have some church here today. That's what I ate. Cut some onions up in that bad boy, saute it, make a little gravy, and pour it on there. I didn't know salmon, that salmon came in a piece. Now, ground turkey is a delicacy. I only eat ground turkey. That's all I eat, child. But White meat, ground turkey. Now, ground turkey, $5. When I was buying ground turkey, it was like 50 cents. I wanted ground beef but couldn't afford it. I wasn't trying to be healthy. I was just trying to eat. Remember them $5 leg quarters? $5 leg quarter. You come to my house, you get leg quarters. You want a leg or thigh, leg or thigh. Years and years of conflict, getting a bill paid off and then something breaking down. Getting something close and then something else happening. Come on, y'all, getting the car fixed and the air conditioning break. I need somebody to have church with me. All the way there, somebody say conflict. conflict. But if you quit because it gets hard, you'll never see the manifestation of your promise. We must be tough. Got to stop being. Yeah. Wimpy Christians. I don't get it with us. Got to hurry up. (sighs) Huh? Tough 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 as nails. Not everything make us cry. We didn't lose sleep over nothing when we were in the world. Yeah. We didn't even know God to make a way. Just went to sleep. Well, Warren ain't going to fix nothing. <laughs> Am I talking? Yeah. Are y'all listening? Yeah. This real talk, isn't it? Yeah. We weren't like that. We were tough. Yeah. Weren't we apostles? We are some bad folk. Says, I wish the devil would come up and I'll break his jaw. We were tough. (laughs) Then we got saved. What happened? We lost our edge. We did, but Jesus wasn't no wimp. See, Jesus was meek. He wasn't weak. He proved it. Can you imagine the look on the disciples' face when Jesus tore that place up? They were like, did you see what Jesus just did? Holy shoot. I didn't know he could do stuff like that. Jesus tore stuff, ran, jokers out. They were like. Oh, mother, they got to running. They thought Jesus was a chump. He proved to him that he was not that man in those pictures we see. Right. <laughs> tough. What does tough mean? It means we must be strong enough to withstand adverse conditions. We must be strong enough to withstand adverse conditions. I like this. I started to take it out and the Holy Spirit said don't take it out. I'll explain to you what it means. It means that it means we must be strong enough to withstand adverse conditions or rough or careless handling. And I was saying why the rough or careless handling? It's because we get so messed up by how people treat us. Now somebody don't speak to us and we all messed up. Somebody don't treat us just so, and we all toe up. The Spirit of the Lord said, get tougher. Get tougher. Stop being so weak. letting so much stuff get to you and get you off your focus. Because people are not perfect. And they may hurt you without meaning to. You got to be able to take something it's gonna happen some people gonna hurt you and mean it and some people gonna hurt you and didn't mean it but either way you're gonna get hurt at some time life does go on somebody say we got to get tougher I didn't say be mean I didn't say be callous we got to be able to withstand some stuff Here's some synonyms. You ready? We have to be durable, strong, resilient, sturdy, rugged, solid, long-lasting, heavy-duty, industrial strength, well-built, and made to last. Somebody speaking it to the atmosphere. I'm made to last. And the last thing is we have to have a good memory. You got to have a good memory. Can't be forgetful, twins. Don't be forgetful. In the thick of it, Robert, you got to have a good memory. Well, I'm going to tell you, life will knock the memory right out of it, but you got to re- remember to remember. What do we need to remember? We need to remember what Joshua said. Joshua said this. What did he say? Shout. While you're in conflict, you have to remember the word of the Lord. He said, I've given you the city. Sam, it's already yours. You just have to endure the conflict. When you know it's yours, Julian, you fight different. You You can push back different against the pushback. When you know it's already yours. Oh, so if this is mine and there's conflict, God, you've already o- empowered me to overcome this. Yeah. Okay, fine. Conflict doesn't affect you the same way when you have a good memory. That's right. So at the close of our message, I have a by the way. This is a good way to close. By the way, I, put that last thing up on the screen. for I'm going to let them read it. There is no report that anybody in Israel died. The only people who died were from Jericho. (laughs) Everybody who trusted God lived. Lord. Lord, They survived the conflict. (laughs) Oh, my God. Somebody shout, I'm going to survive the conflict. I am going to make it. I am going to make it. Talk to yourself. I am going to make it. I am going to come out. I am going to get the victory. I will be healed. I will be delivered. I will be blessed. (laughs) I'm going to make it out of this. (laughs) I'm going to make it out of this This ain't going to take me out This is not where my story ends (laughs) I'm going to make it I'm going to be alright I'm going to be alright Come on minister to yourself I'm going to be alright I'm going to be alright I'm going to be alright Come on say it to yourself Don't stop because I stopped Come on talk to yourself If you are embroiled in conflict right now, you need to be saying to yourself, I'm going to make it out of this. I'm not going to die in here. I'm going to come out of this. I'm not going to lose my mind in here. I'm not going to go crazy in here. My blood pressure is not going to go up in here. I'm not going to have my medication increased in here. No, I'm coming out of this. Somebody tap your neighbor and say, you're going to come out of this. You're going to make it. Just put your trust in God. And endure the conflict. It's just pushback. But pushback is futile. The pushback is futile, Aleah. It, it It's not going to work. The enemy's going to push back because the enemy don't want you to get there. But the enemy doesn't even believe they can stop you. The only way the enemy can ever stop you, baby, is if you don't believe you can get through the conflict. He never beats us. We beat ourselves Amen. So after we shout, there may be conflict, but don't be taken aback by it. It's just his response. But I heard through the grapevine. Y'all want to know what I heard? I heard tell that no weapon. That's that's what I read. I read, no weapon (laughs) formed against me shall prosper. That's what I heard. Now, some weapons are going to be formed, but you know they won't work. So, God, we want to thank you that even though life is not conflict free, as we would desire it to be, you have by your grace and power given us the ability to overcome it. That you will do things through us, not always just for us. So help us to trust you when there's pushback, when there's resistance, when there's obstacles, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord is going to raise up a standard against him. We're going to be okay, God. Because we're, we're to, the way we trusted you when we marched around that wall is the way we're going to trust you when conflict comes. Because if you can do the walls... You can do conflict. Help us not to give up. Just because it got hard. If we could just get past this. On the other side, it is right around the corner. There's glory. So just like Jesus looked beyond the cross. Cross wasn't easy. He looked beyond the cross. We're going to look beyond our conflict. And we're going to see the joy that's set before us. In Jesus' name, Amen. amen. If you love the Lord today.